Hi, this is Corinne Summers. And I just wanted you to know that this is a very unique episode. We only have three like it in the whole first season that were actually a part of a documentary. My co-host and I, Alex Terranova, recorded or began to record back in the end of 2019. Our plans were to finish the documentary in 2020, and it involved a lot of travel, which was halted in its tracks by COVID and the pandemic. So we began to shift our documentary project into this podcast, The Frequency Shifter Show. So just get, keep that in mind as you listen that this episode is going to flow a little bit different. Bear with us and be with us as we learn from these incredible masters. We hope you enjoy. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. Nikola Tesla. Welcome to the Frequency Shifter Show. I'm your host, Corinne Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy. In this show, we explore ways to raise the frequency of ourselves, one another, and our planet. We're digging deep into all things metaphysical, from what is frequency, to the power of sound, the Schumann resonance, our DNA, Reiki, the energy of water, and beyond. All to shift our minds and bodies back into alignment with richer states of connection, elevated awareness, and maximum human potential. And we're bringing on the global experts and thought leaders to share their wisdom as they let us pick their brains around all these juicy, mysterious topics. First of all, I don't know who Ricky is and metaphysical, Schumann's Renaissance. What are you, I don't even know. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. I need us to take a step back and calm down. What are we even talking about here? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I have a co-host. The universe insisted, what can I say? This is Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. He's sort of a newbie to some of this frequency stuff, and he's going to help keep everything balanced, grounded, and relatable. So this show isn't just for the experts to nerd out on all things metaphysical, but it's an open welcome space for everyone to explore the mysteries of the universe and raise our frequencies together. We're sitting here in Joshua Tree in an amazing, warm, like magical home of Sabrina Riccio. And Sabrina is a modern day medicine woman and Kundalini yoga teacher. Um, and I just hold you as like all things magic. You're like, to me, I like, you're a modern day witch. And I say that in like the good witch, right? Like, yeah. Um, my name's Sabrina. Yeah. So my whole life, it was always like, oh, <laughs> Sabrina, the teenage witch. But I'm like, thank God I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs> well, thank you so much for like welcoming us into your home, giving yes. us tea. Um, it's just so great to be with you and let you have you be a part of this. I mean, so much of your work is about energy. And, and you and I met in, you know, you and I met here in Joshua Tree and we got to create some some podcasts together. Yes. So it's just the evolution of a, a relationship. Yeah, it's been wild. That's what I was reflecting on so much today. It was like, wow, when I met Alex in that yoga class and then the next, like two days later, he's on my house recording podcasts. And now to watch the evolution has been mm -hmm. incredible. And I think that's what so much of what's been happening is more and more people are really tapping in, stepping into their authentic power and their truth that... 
the medicine that's coming through each of us through our own stories, through our own experience is ready to be shared. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. And you bring like, you know, this, this project that we're working on specifically ties into energy, the earth, human beings, chakras, um, how we how all all, yeah, and intersect. And one of the things that is pretty unique about you and like, we don't, I mean, you know, share as much as you want, as little as you want is the, you're not being struck by lightning, right? Like that is, and I, and, and right, we can talk about this from all the like just grounded, crazy human stuff, but I'm actually saying from this conversation, like it is a direct, like correlation impact from like the planet and the atmosphere and the universe into a human being <laughs> in a way that like most of us just don't have, right? Like we get rained on. It's just not the same. <laughs> You're telling me I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what, is there anything that you can like, that you, that there is, you know, to share outside of just the story? I mean, what yeah. do you want to share? Well, I would like to hear the story because I haven't yeah. had a chance to hear it yet. And I'm curious. It's also something that's associated <sighs> with a lot of spiritual leaders and warriors throughout yes. history. Having a um, healing experience or close call of death can be. Yep. The initiation of the shaman is to be struck by mm -hmm. lightning. And I was in a really challenging time in my life, 2012. And I, it was everything. It was in 2012? 2012. At the shift. Yes. Yes. It was in 2012. I had my first Kundalini activation about uh, like eight weeks before, six weeks before. So even that, like a 40 day periods are, are it's biblically spoken. It's known to reshift. Uh, if you practice something every day for 40 days, it can rewire the subconscious mind. So it was about almost 40 days from when I was struck to this Kundalini activation that I had. And, um, I was going, I was really abusing psychedelics and drugs, more so drugs, MDMA at that time. And had this Kundalini activation was navigating through a difficult LSD trip. And I was just like chasing things I shouldn't have been. And at that point, all of my inner child trauma, my depression, everything was coming up to the surface that pretty much Gaia was like, okay, you need a reset right here, right now. And so this purple and white light came at me and my dog bud, we were driving and melted the glass of my windshield, came out of the trunk like a gunshot wound, and it completely melted and fried all of the electrical inside the doors, like the panels of the doors. Wow. And um, yeah, my nervous system got shot. And it wasn't until I became a Kundalini yoga teacher that I realized that it was my nervous system because my sensitivities were all time high, the paranoia, the psychosis, the PTSD, all of that. And that's what really catapulted me to dive deeper into the spiritual journey and to be able to be here this day and helping people strengthen their nervous system because so much of our trauma and our pain is stored in our nervous system and in our aura. So while I was, I was in the car, it wasn't so much my physical body per se, because everyone's like, oh, like being in the car is the safest space. Physically, yes, but you're more than just a physical body. We actually have 10 bodies, according to Kundalini Yoga, six energetic, one physical and the soul and the and the three mental bodies. So to me, it was like my aura was 
already in a tough spot because I had so much trauma navigating through prolonged depression since almost birth. Like my cousin died when uh, I was three. And by the time I graduated college, I went to 30 funerals. And so a lot of my trauma and depression, I was diagnosed with prolonged depression. That aura had holes in it because that's what happens with our aura, our energetic body. And it extends out. Like when you wear white, it can extend out another nine to 12 feet. But if you have holes in your aura, the density of the world can come in. And that's where we get the energy vampires or the draining of the energies because there's holes in our light body. So there is tons of holes in the aura at that point. So that lightning came straight through those holes and just fried me. It took me almost seven years like to really heal from that experience. So that's why I came here too to Joshua Tree. I grew up in the desert. I grew up about um, 15, 20 minutes from here. And part of my Saturn return, which happens every 28 to 30 years, this is this was my Saturn return, mm. was to come back here and to heal my inner child and to really strengthen my lower triangle so I can set the foundation to really unleash my medicine and my truth and build my business and help other people understand that the importance of doing the deep inner child healing work because it sets precedent for the rest of your life. And that's what we're seeing right now in leadership, leadership, I say loosely going on politically and things like that is they're all detached from their lower triangles um, because there's so much repressed trauma that they're afraid to look at, that they're all ego driven, stuck in the spiritual, not even spiritual narcissism, but the narcissism is because they're completely detached from the, their physical experience. They're disconnected from their physical body yes. as a whole. Yes. I think that's a pretty common theme in our modern culture. For anyone that doesn't know anything about the lower triangle or the chakras and these different types of energies you're talking yeah. about, do you maybe explain that lower triangle and the, totally. kind of the importance of it and how it relates? Yeah. So essentially this is also evolving as we're going into 2020 and post 2012, that the chakra system is getting a complete re revamp. Because as we continue to do the inner child work, we're all, it's all leading towards the heart. So the lower three chakras, well, first of all, chakras are your energy points. They're all over your body. The main ones we always know are the seven and then often the soul star up above. Uh, but the lower three triangles represent our physical reality. And then the heart is the bridge that represent that brings us to our spiritual reality, which is the throat, the third eye and the crown. So the lower three, um, the lower triangle represents the lower three chakras, the root, the sacral and the solar plexus, which is formed between the ages of zero and 23, which is when, you know, like college, you're getting out of school and you go into this big world, like, who am I? Yeah. We don't know who we are really. Like you just got this degree, but now what, who are you? You know, there's, you're out of the conditioning of schooling unless you continue to go through and get your master's or whatever. But this, but you're also thrown into like a whole period world. of time that you just said you're thrown into everything is new. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that it's all, it's essentially you're developing your foundation. Mm -hmm. And yet the way we have society set up is the moment when you should be developing something really powerful and strong, we're just like throwing you out of your comfort zone constantly, 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 which would not be the way that you would develop a strong foundation. No, <laughs> go figure, right? So <laughs> I'm like, I've never heard like the way you just put it like that, the way you just described it, just like hit me in a new way where I'm like, 
this is so screwed up. Like, yes. Not it's no one's fault, right? Like it's just like it's just the conditioning we just, that we've been yeah. raised in, and that's why I think there's been such that interest in Eastern medicine and and the Eastern culture too, is because all those elements, especially in American culture, that's not, it's like so taboo, but I feel like now that there's more conscious families evolving and people have been doing the work and they're consciously choosing to raise their kids, that is going to be an old paradigm. And that's where a lot of the energy we've been feeling is the shift from the old into the new paradigm. So the lower three, the lower three chakras, the, the lower triangle, it's everything. So to bring in some kundalini yoga, I want to share one of the most fundamental practices that can really help strengthen the lower triangle and create the foundation. So this is a go-to if you haven't done anything. And again, kundalini yoga is the, is the yoga of awareness, and it really helps us navigate through this time and space with more ease and grace. So um, before we tune in, I'm going to lead on what we're going to do. So each of our fingers represents a different planet. And so what we're going to do, we're going to grab our pointer fingers, our Jupiter fingers. Jupiter is the planet of expansion. And we're going to cross our fingers like this. And then we're going to have the thumbs cross. You're going to have the, for you, gentlemen, you're going to have the left thumb below and the right thumb on top. And then for the ladies, you're going to have the right thumb below and the left on top. So what we're going to be doing, we're going to be like, hugging our ears like this and we're going to have our eyes closed you can focus on the third eye and we're going to be chanting the mantra sat on the inhale and we're going to pull up so what we say in yoga is mulabant which is where we're going to squeeze the rectum the sex organs and the low belly and we're going to pull it up this is going to help act like bring up that kundalini energy so we're going to chant it with a long sat and a short nam because this is going to help you Truth is your identity is what Satnam translates to. So for us to be able to step into our truth, again, you have to have that strong lower triangle so you can live in that heart-centered space because at the truth of who you are is love. So what we're going to be doing, we're going to have our fingers closed. So it's going to look something like this. Satnam. And you're going to like, it's going to sound like a soot, like a U instead of an A, but it's S-A-T. And you're going to have the eyes closed and you don't want to go like this, it's like right? Subtle. It's like a subtle movement. Yeah, it's a subtle. It's like women, it's like a Kegel. Like you're just like tightening everything and you're like, you're pulling it up. So you're not like Satnam. You're going like this. Because you're almost staying engaged. Yes, exactly. So if you go up too far, you exactly. lose that engagement with the lower belly. Yes. You kind of feel that. Okay. This is activating the core hmm. in a way. So we're going to go like this. So I'll do a couple rounds so you can see. Satnam. 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 So you're feeling that right at the navel. If you have knee issues, like my brother Alex here, you can also work with the pillow under your knees or like in between your legs and your butt. But this is, we're going into this pose of on our knees here. So essentially you're just like kneeling and you're sitting here. And all you have to do is three minutes a day. So before we do that, we're going to tune in with the Kundalini Mantra, Om Namo Guru Dev Namo, which just helps us bow to the primal wisdom within us that's before us and to the ancestors and the highest benevolence of truth. So we're gonna start by tuning in. We're gonna chant that three times. We're gonna rub the palms together to activate the heart. Our hands are an extension of our heart. 
Bring your hands to your heart. Roll your shoulders back in a prayer mudra. Just this prayer pose with your hands. Mudra is just a posture. Take a deep inhale. And sigh it out. <sighs> Two more times. Take a deep inhale. Hold it. Walk mula bond so you get used to that right now. Rectum, sex organs, low belly, pull up. Bring the tip of the tongue to the roof of the mouth as you hold it. And let it go. <sighs> One more time. Take a deep inhale. Hold it. Visualize this serpent kundalini energy rising up, up, up through the spine. Three and a half full coils. And let it go. <sighs> and if you're not comfortable with the meditation, just this mantra, just hear it. I'll chant it for us. Oh. for a second. No sudden moves. Feel how you shifted from when we first started. All right. So again, we're going to lock our fingers, our middle, our ring finger, and our pinky. How are we feeling after that? It's good. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Cross the thumbs. We're going to be here for three minutes. Let me get my timer going. And... This meditation is the ultimate. Okay, ready? And we all chant together. We're all gonna breath. chant together. Sut on the inhale, nam as we release. Ready? Begin. Sut nam. 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 Sut nam, 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 sut nam. Sut 
Satnam. Satnam. Really feel it at the navel. Keep going. Satnam. 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 Keep up. Satnam. 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 Less than a minute. Satnam. 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 Last one. Satnam. Take a deep inhale. Hold the posture, left mola bond, direct and sex organs, low belly, pull up, tighten, squeeze, bring the tip of the tongue to the roof of the mouth, hold the breath, hold it, sip up a little more air, can of breath out, and relax the arms, and just feel, don't make any sudden moves, allow yourself to receive, that's what so much of our culture has been like, work, 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 do all the action, strong, empowered, unaligned masculine energy and now it's time to open up that receptivity of the feminine energy and give yourself permission to receive feel into it just this bring your hands to your heart in a prayer mudra again and we're going to close this out if you want to repeat after me May the long time sun shine upon you. May the long time sun shine upon you. All love surround you. All love surround you. And the pure light within you guide your way on. And the pure light within you guide your way on. So we're going to close it out with a long sat and a short nom. Truth is my identity. Take a deep inhale.
year shift started in 2012, which is a really interesting year um, that a lot of people who are in the spiritual world right now or as leaders had really transformational things happen. That was actually when my shift happened into teaching as well. Um, and from what I understand, it's aligned with the shift into the age of Aquarius mm-hmm. and how we're moving into more heart-centered living and just shifting the consciousness on the planet overall. Mm-hmm. What could you share with us and educate people about? Okay, so that? this is super fun. So they say that it start, the gears started moving from the shift from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age. The Piscean age was essentially like past 2000 years. So like pre-Christ, like from Jesus mm-hmm. to where we are now. So I'm growing up Catholic. It's so like, I have so many evangelical like family members and stuff. And they're like the end of the world. I'm like, thank God it's the end of this world because <laughs> it's been a nightmare, right? So much war and destruction. And Pisces is the blast of the Zodiac. It's the represents of the beat too. And so now it, it goes backwards with the ages that we're going through, but the Aquarian age, it started kicking off on 11, 11, 11. And so I remember I went and got, I, I cut my hand open and was rushed to the hospital on 11, 11, 11, got 11 stitches, walked in at 11, 11 PM, like crazy, right? Just that was starting like, okay, I'm on, like something's about to really shift in my life. So the age of the Piscean age into the Aquarian age really like kicked off at the Mayan, end of the Mayan calendar of 1221, 12, 12. So the winter solstice or the summer solstice, depending on if you're the Southern hemisphere. And what the past seven years have been essentially is we've gone through a Saturn cycle also since 2012 so saturn is also the planet of the master teacher and every seven, seven years, years we, we go through a quarter so that's why saturn return happens when you're 28 and why so many people in their own healing or different areas of their life they often see cycles in seven yes in years of seven yes. like seven years the seventh year of marriage or something like that is because saturn has made a quarter of the cycle from full completion. So you're having to revisit. So that's what so much has been with the end of the 2010 decade Mm -hmm. has just been the setting of the precedent into the Aquarian age or what I call the golden era because the Aquarian age things, everything's shifting. It's about collaboration instead of competition and the the community community (laughs) and rebellion and That's why there's things like in the world have been so wonky is because the old systems can no longer sustain the energy of the times we are living in. So that's why we work with tools like Kundalini yoga or crystals or plants or plant medicine, whatever it is that we are calling. It's the elemental energy that's helping us on a cellular level to sustain our nervous system and to strengthen for these new light codes or energy that's coming through because we're in this whole new way of being it's never been seen like this before this is what's been prophesized and we're seeing more and more of it like we've only scratched the surface the more people step up and share and follow their passions and the things they're called to we have such a beautiful future coming our way, but the mainstream media and would like to corrupt it otherwise to keep you small, to keep you stuck in that box. 
So a lot of working with nature in your home, creating a sacred space in your home to reset your nervous system, especially with the advancement of modern technology, EMF radiations, all these things, we need to make sure we have this negative ion that's also protecting our energetic field so that we can continue to serve because we're shaking the we're shaking shit up like yeah. things are, are evolving and going back to intention that does also you know create the space for you to move through your each day with intention or to set intentions would you have anything that you would recommend folks include in their sacred space if they want to create something like that i think home? everyone's to each their own you know some people like pictures of their family all over some people want crystals some people want plants some people want nothing with the minimalist, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it all depends on the very Marie Kondoing of like what sparks joy. Yeah. You I know, like that. <laughs> the things that really light you up, the things that really invigorate you, keep those in mind and to also like make sure you're clearing the energy of these spaces. For me, like sacred space is everything. It's, I love home design and all these things. So bringing in the elements of feng shui, in a way as well and making sure things are where they're supposed to be and not just like scattered everywhere and things like that also clear clears my mind and so I think the biggest thing is where are we holding on to things in terms of scarcity mm. or like purchasing things at a scarcity or where are we like really honoring the things that we own as well so if we go back and heal the maternal line think of mama Gaia we used, we even explain that like yes. with Gaia the first time I I'd seen like Gaia on a Netflix like, yeah right? yeah and like when I when we met she would like talk but will you explain like what that means yeah just think of the old Native American of like Father Sky and Mother Earth okay right and so if we we have to understand both the balance of the yin and the yang Earth carries both of these frequencies of yin and yang. Mother Gaia is what the terminology is, you know, and we have to understand that the inner is creating the outer. So of course we can go to all these sacred places around the world, but if you give away all your power to that, you're actually disempowering yourself. It's a reflection of you. Hmm. So when you're going to these places, what I feel when you're going to these places, you're activating something within you that's already there. Hmm. Hmm. I like that. I've never heard it described that way before. That it's more of a reflection of your own. Yes. This is all this is all your like creation. The, deep, the you know? deep level of healing that happens for people. So often these transformative experiences when people I mean that even seek out mm -hmm. an experience like Joshua Tree or you mentioned you've also been to Bali and Thailand and um mm -hmm. Yeah, to me, like the, the chakras, they say that the earth also has a chakra system and these different grid points as well. Um, and so like Mount Shasta and Hawaii and here a lot of people come and heal. And I just feel like the resonance that comes from these different places. Sometimes, yes, science can describe it, but it can't be shared unless it's actually felt. And you're going to these places and you're feeling it on your own. You're, you're being called to it. You're activating the space. You're understanding what's going on. So to me, it's, it's so much about answering the call. If you give yourself permission to surrender to your spiritual journey, to your path, to your life, and you answer the call to the places you're supposed to be led, there's an activation point there for you, something within you that's going to be awoke, awoken. And so to me, like we can, everyone has different experiences at different places. 
It's not like this is the cookie cutter, like you going here, this is what's going to happen. It all depends on our life. It all depends on our experience. What we're open and willing to receive mm -hmm. is the big thing. Because it's not like, it's not like a, a one-all fix. Like, oh, I'm going to go here. This is what's going to happen to me. Are you actually willing to surrender to the medicine of that land and the spaces of what we're, what's happening and what can come through? But that's, that's, again, that's your journey of like getting radically honest with yourself about, am I shutting myself off? Do you think there's a, do you think there's a, um, that like, look, if we look at the earth, that these places are actually like, there's something magical or powerful happening in these places, or it's simply the fact that we create the intention that something's going to happen in these places. I think it's a blend. And Okay. I think it's a blow. And because sometimes it's negative or positive. So I'm wondering what that says about the reflection of, I guess, just where you are in your cycles mm -hmm. and what you're facing or, um, things can be challenging because again, it's having you to get radically honest with where you're at. Yeah. Well, cause I think it's like people can transform anywhere. You can, totally. you can do the work. You can I mean, transform in a car wash. If yes. You really, you don't, know? Yeah, you don't, <laughs> I think like we, we have this, you know, I told people that we're like coming to Joshua Tree, right? And people know that I'm going through a, a relationship breakdown, breakup, and people are like, oh, that's a great place to heal. Well, that's not actually why we're here. Yeah. But the implication is, right, that place is magic, and I don't have to do anything versus I'm going to... I'm going somewhere, whether it be a car wash or Bali, but I'm going with the intention that I'm going to I'm going to produce and generate something in conjunction with the energy around me. Totally. That's why I think it's, it's a marriage between the two because these sacred spaces, native land, or, you know, there's a lot of medicine people that have worked in these places. And a lot of people come here to heal. They get lost in the national park and go back to nature and they disconnect from the modern technological world. There's, these energy vortexes and crystals in the ground and elementally there's sacred spaces too. That's what's happening. And those things do, you know, shift the vibration totally. and frequency in the, which can create the space for healing, or maybe it's the space for intention. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like this idea that it's really about our own power mm -hmm. and well, then shining a light on our own ability to create an intention to heal or to change something or to transform. And there's also a lot of medicine people and spiritual healers and what they call grid workers, people who go to these sacred yeah. spaces and clear the energy because it can get stagnant. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a lot of, if there's a lot of spaces where there is, it's unintentional or the intention isn't pure, stagnant energy can happen. So there's a lot of grid workers that go to these places and they're doing a lot of the deep clearing energy work. I've had to do that so many times. Yeah. You know, because I come in, I'm like, this place doesn't feel safe. Like, what in what in me do I need to like reclaim? How do I reclaim my safety? And again, that's the lower triangle. That's the root chakra right there. Subconscious mind, zero to seven. That happening. So there's a lot of the balance between like connecting with Gaia and the earth and the na and nature and understanding that we are made of the same elements that we are in this symbiotic relationship together. And it's about you getting radically honest about what behavior, thought patterns and beliefs are holding you back and, and, and dictating your life too.
where can you reclaim your sovereignty and your truth? And remember of creation, God, spirit, universe, whatever term you want to use that generates, organizes and destroys or delivers. You know, that's the acronym we use in Kundalini Yoga of God, generating, organizing and delivering or the destruction. Working with these crystals has just been a huge part of the mineral component of it, the elemental part of it, like the world is, there's crystals. These are coming from the earth, the very core of the earth. (laughs) And so there also needs to make sure that we harvest them consciously too. And it's just not exploited in a way. So I've also been very discerning on making sure that where is the intention of that crystal coming from as well. Um, Cause you know, like there's people like the caves in Mexico of selenite, which is a white crystal that they say clears the aura, your energetic body. That's flaky or whatever. It's one of my favorite stones and they're having to go into these massive caves and it's a dangerous sport, but I know it's very invigorating for them. I know they want to find those, those gems, you know, but like modern day gold hunters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And for me, it's just the, the frequency and the resonance of these crystals and making sure I also clear them and connect with them in a way because the minerals that they carry and also helps me with my body. Like I can, you can tell, like if you put a crystal on your throat and you're not feeling well and you could feel and like you're meditating with it and you feel the resonance of it, work with that crystal and connect with it and say, thank you for helping me. These are tools. They're not the end all thing. They're tools to help us. Again, if you're giving away your power to something outside of you, you're, you're giving away your sovereignty and your, and your power of what's possible to objects, material things. And that's not what it's about. It's about, again, Aquarian age collaborative. How do we work together with these tools to support us? Almost like mutual respect between yourself and yes. the tool or the element you're using. Yes. I'm also thinking like a, as you were speaking, I was thinking about how, like, why would I put a crystal on my throat? I mean, why would that do anything? <laughs> yeah. But then at the exact same time, what came to me was the idea that like, okay, when you lay in the sun, mm-hmm. right? The sun's not actually even touching you. Mm-hmm. The energy from the, the sun rays. is touching mm-hmm. you, right? And just like earth thing, like when you go grounding, when you go down. barefoot and your, your feet, like you're feeling the resonance of the earth connected. And I think people have this experience that I think most people can identify with. What happens if you spend too much time in the sun, mm-hmm. you're tired, you're like mm-hmm. worn out and all, and if you spend the right amount of time in the sun, you actually get sourced and you get more energy. Mm-hmm. In I have a story about that actually, because when a couple, like a couple months ago, actually a year ago now, I wasn't feeling well. And I put all these crystals under my bed and I would wake up exhausted. And I went to my mentor and I'm like, she's like, you put all those crystals. Under your bed? <laughs> she's like, they're pulling your energy. So like you could have like, if it, if the room is like, it can be really imbalanced too. If there's like an overload, like if you go to a gem show, every time I come back from a gem, every time I go back from a gem show, the amount of Kundalini activations I have, where I'm like in child's pose, laying on the floor all day. Cause like all the energy is moving through me. Yeah. It can be a lot. Too much. Yeah. So that's, it's like too much of a good thing is, is some is real. Like that's where the yeah. balance and the neutrality really needs to be addressed and honored. Yeah. 
And where I think it takes a certain element of being able to change. That's where it goes back to connecting with yourself, too, mm-hmm. and having mutual respect for all these different elements that you're using as well as your own self. Because if you're not tuned into mm-hmm. how it's impacting you, it would it can be really easy to get out of balance. Totally. And, like, when I first started on my spiritual journey, I just, like, put all my money in, like, all the oracle cards and tarot cards and crystals and all these things. And then it was just, like, thinking my power is outside of me, right? And then it wasn't until like I really started to become fully embodied in my truth and who I am that I realized, oh, I these tools are great. I've given away crystals now and things like that. So it's again, it's not so much about like materially what can you consume. It's more so the intention and the resonance that it helps you feel going with working with this tool. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Frequency Shifters. We really hope that you got some value, you learned something, and that there's something from this episode that you can take away and use in your life. Who are you thinking of right now that needs to hear this episode? Please share it with them. Share this on social media, subscribe and like and leave a comment. And please, if you have a comment or an idea or something that you want us to talk about or investigate, leave it online and we will go into those and bring you that information. Please like, share and subscribe and we will see you next time.